Welcome back. Glad you guys are here. I'm going to share with you something that is very precious to me. Um, And it's going to be the reason why I believe that most of us as Christians fail in our Christianity, in our Christian walk. Um, It's good to see all of you here. I believe that many of us, when we get to know Jesus, we're on fire, right? When we first know God, when we first give our lives to Him, we want to serve God, we want to serve others, we want to read the Bible, but there's somehow something that happens after a little while that causes that to fade away. I'm going to share with you how to never have that fade away. And I'm going to share with you today, it actually came about as a very negative result to me. And I learned the lesson from someone who was an Adventist. But before we do that, please join me as we pray and ask God to be with us once more. Loving Father in heaven, Lord, I bow to you and thank you and praise you that it doesn't have to be up and down, Lord, that our experience can be living and fresh and vibrant every day. I pray for each one of my friends here. May they know you and may they abide in you and may their relationship not just be today or tomorrow, but for the rest of their lives. Lord, I praise you and I thank you that I can ask now that I would be hidden and that you would be seen in Jesus' name. You see this book? This actually is something that is very precious to me. Because I got it from some academy kids. And the thing that's special to me is that I have done weeks of prayer in the States, in other countries. This is actually from Sweden. And this was actually a picture that was drawn by one of the students, Olivia. She was very young. She was about 12. She was one of the kids that decided to be baptized at the week of prayer. But you know what's amazing is that, of course, I don't speak Swedish. I don't speak Hindu. I don't speak Tamil. I don't speak Indonesian. I don't speak a lot of these languages. But what amazes me is that when the young people are giving their testimonies of why they've decided to choose Jesus, did you know it all sounds the same? It's all the same. Because God is the same. In Swedish, in Indonesian, in Norwegian, in Chinese, in Tamil, in Bengali, in every language, He is God. And what I'm going to be sharing with you today is what I believe we miss as Christians. I can tell you that I was a student in college and I had a non-denominational Christian teach me this lesson. They confronted me and they said, have you been born again? Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? And I thought that this was kind of going down a, you know, glossolalia, speaking in tongues, kind of road, but it wasn't. 
he asked me a very searching question. He said, how many people have you won to Jesus Christ? And I couldn't say that I had won any people to Jesus Christ. And he said, why not? And he showed me passage after passage in the Bible of when people were converted, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, what did they do? They won others to God. You know, it's very interesting. I didn't know what to say to him. You know, I figured, you know, well, uh, I go to church and I read the Bible and I figured that was it. But he kept asking me. He kept pushing the issue. And he was right. My experience was dry. My experience was old. My experience faded from the time I had known the Lord. But I can tell you that it doesn't have to fade. I remember um, seeing Robbie here has reminded me. I challenged he and his brother to pray every day. Do you remember what I asked you to pray, Robbie? Yes. Tell me. That's right. It does work. I challenged he and his brother Randy to pray every day for one soul that God would allow them to touch and reach for Jesus Christ every day. Does God answer that prayer? (laughs) Yes, He does. And I can tell you that that is the key that most of us miss. We enjoy knowing about God. We enjoy singing about Him, reading His Word. But that will fade away if we keep it where? To ourselves. That's right. You know, it's very interesting. Um, When my grandparents turned 80, they decided that they were getting older and that they missed their family. But you see, they lived in Florida and it was becoming harder and harder for them to travel. So I decided to move them in with me at 80, Grandma and Grandpa. So I had a pretty big house, enough room for them, moved them in. And the day that they moved in, I told them tomorrow I'll be going to Peru on a mission trip. They're like, you what? They're like, we just got here. And they wanted me to cancel that trip. And I said, no, I can't cancel that trip. I need to go. That is what God has called me to do. And my grandfather couldn't understand it. He said, you know, Tim, you're a doctor. You could work. And if you could work more shifts, then you could do what? You could give more money. That's right. He says, you should do that. Because can you imagine earning several thousand dollars more? What that could do, even that small amount of money. Do you remember what a thousand dollars did? It did a lot, didn't it? But it's an interesting thing. Is that what people need? Do they need more money? Is that what the world needs? And I told my grandfather, I said, no, it's true. I could work more, quite a bit more. I do a mission trip every month, about a week or two. 
And I can tell you that that money would make a big difference. But you know, people don't need money. People need you. People need to see you and touch you. You know, I could send you a big paycheck to sign you up for RISE or AFCO or whatever, or get you all these materials, get you the Spirit of Prophecy library, but it wouldn't be the same as coming close to you right now and telling you about my life. You know, it's interesting. My grandfather said that. And he said that I should work more and give more. But I can tell you that near the end of his life, he had changed. He lived with me for almost two years. And he died. Suddenly. No one knew why. No pain. He had no disabilities, no problems. He just passed away. But a week before he died, he read some letters. He read some of the ones that I'm going to be sharing with you today. These are real letters that I've received from young people who have decided to follow Jesus Christ. He read just a small sample. He read the kids from Sweden, the academy there, and he read just one of the sets of the ones from India. There's two sets now. I've been there twice. And the letters come every time I visit. And as he set the letters down, he looked up at me with tears in his eyes. And he said, Tim, these are the most beautiful things I've ever read in my life. You should do full-time mission work. (laughs) Within one year, my grandfather had seen what the mission work not only did for them, but to me. You know, when I come back to work after a trip, it's funny, I remember one of my coworkers saying, you know, Tim, I can always tell when you come back from a mission trip. I said, well, how can you tell? Is it the, you know, I was thinking maybe is it the circles under my eyes, the bloodshot eyes from the 13 time zones that I just crossed? They said, it's because you're always happier at work. And you'll see why I'm happy as I share with you. This is the first letter. I'm going to actually have you change it, Nathan, if you wouldn't mind. This is Amelia. Hi, Tim. It has been great to have you here at Ekebi Home. That's the name of our academy in Sweden. And by the way, there's only one school in Sweden. Only one. I've really liked your short and interesting sermons. This week, I have felt closer to God than ever in my life. I believe now that God has helped me in many different ways. And I have finally, truly found God in my heart. I want to get baptized soon because I can hear that God is calling my name. I want to study the Bible more too. Thank you for listening to my problems and helping me to understand how I will feel inside when God is leading me to make right decisions. I hope that you will come back and visit Sweden and I can be home again. Many greetings, Amelia Becker. Next slide. This is Emmanuel. Thank you, Tim, for coming and sharing your experience with us. I can never tell you in words how pleased I am. And I think that you have touched many people. Emmanuel, next. Thank you. I really loved your meetings. It was so interesting. 
I loved your song, but at first I didn't know that it was you that was singing. Thank you for being here. I love you, Tim. You must come back. Danielle. She was one of the younger baptismal candidates. I believe she was 11. And she decided to give her heart to Christ in baptism. Next slide. This is uh, Stina and her sister. The next slide. Hannah. Don't they look the same? (laughs) Dear Tim, we've really appreciated having you here this week. Your constant smile and words of hope and encouragement. Thank you. We love the way you've, quote, been our equal and that you've shown that you care for us. You are truly gifted by the Lord in many areas. We thank God that you use your gifts for His service. Thanks for taking time and coming to our home. We're looking forward to seeing you again, either here or in heaven. May God bless you. Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 through 7. Whoever gets there, just go ahead and read it. Hebrews chapter 10, 5 through 7. So Jesus is speaking here, right? When Jesus comes into the world, He sends us some money. Is that what He did? When Jesus came, He took on what? A body. He came close to us. That's what people need. You'll notice here they said they were so thankful that I've come and been what? Been their equal. One of them. If Jesus came in all His celestial glory, how would we understand what it was like to live the Christian life? If He couldn't empathize, if He couldn't walk in our shoes, what would we have in common with Him? What hope would we have as human beings? Jesus shows us that people need us to touch them, to come close, not what we can give them. Next letter. Dr. Tim, thank you so much for letting your smiling face and your love for God shine upon us this week. Thank you so much for coming. The school needed it, and I needed it. Thank you for showing me that I need a new heart and that there is hope for me. I look forward to see you here again soon. Your friend, Heidi. Next slide. This is uh, Irina. And the next slide is Anders. And the next slide is the letter that they wrote to me. (laughs) Can you read it? It's in Swedish. Who's Swedish? It basically says, thank you for coming. We have appreciated your interesting messages. Thank you so much for blessing us. May God be with you in all that you do. And I can tell you that Irina was a former Satanist. 
And she had been through a horrific experience. But just lately, just for the last few months, I've been corresponding with her. And I've sent her the Amazing Facts Bible studies as well uh, to follow up after I had been there. And she has finally decided to become a baptized Seventh-day Adventist. Next slide. This is Pernilla. Hi, Tim. I'm really glad and thankful that you came back to Sweden. I'm thankful for everything you have taught us this week. Right now, you don't have to worry about me. I am doing fine. I really hope you will come back soon and visit us. You are a very special person, Tim. You have spoken God's word right into my heart. Tim, I will, with God's help, do my best and follow up with every single person that wants me to. But I ask that you pray for me about this because I'm a bit scared. I ask that you pray for me that I can get strength and wisdom from God. I am going to pray for you that you will keep touching people just like you have touched me. Tim, I hope you will come back soon and visit us. Maybe I will see you in Sweden one day. Maybe I'll see you in Seattle one day just to follow up. Have a nice trip. Take care. Thank you for everything. Love, Pernilla. Next one. Thank you, Tim, for your wonderful example of how a Christian should live to honor God. I'm really amazed on how you deliver your life to Jesus. I'm also amazed of your knowledge of the Bible, and I can really see that God is working through you in an incredible way. The time is short, and there is much work to be done. Your work will t- to tell about Jesus to others is extremely important, and I really hope you have enjoyed your time here in Ekebe Home. I surely did. I also think that you succeeded in, quote, becoming one of us. I thank you personally for being here, and I hope to see you again, in, if not in this world, then in heaven. God bless you from your dear friend, Simon Carlson. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 9, verses 19 through 22. Someone go ahead and read it, whoever finds it. 1 Corinthians, chapter 9. What does it mean to become all things to all men? It's not that difficult. It's not that I dyed my hair blonde and put in blue contacts when I went to Sweden, right? It's I ate with people. I went to their home. I talked with them. I shared things out of my own life with them. It's not anything amazing. It's just what God has done in your life. And Paul says that he approached people in the way that they could understand. You know, I could get up and give a medical lecture, right? But you guys aren't physicians. It wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't connect, would it? You can't always approach people in the same way. You have to come to where they are to be one with them. As Jesus was one with us. Next slide. This is Caroline. 
Thank you. We are so glad that you've been here with us this week. We have been very inspired by your ability to reach out to people, and you have reached out to us. We are very thankful that you stayed for another two days just to sit and talk with people in private. We're impressed by your knowledge of the Bible. After this week, we know much better how to be Christians, and we want to thank you for that. We hope you have enjoyed your time here, and may God bless you. Caroline. Next one. You have really made me think and turned my mind and heart upside down in a positive way. Only every time I see you and how happy you are, it makes me happy too. You have shown me the Bible in a whole new way. And I cried in almost every meeting, but the best of all was your song. I felt like God himself was speaking to me through you. Now I really understand what true happiness is. I am sorry that my handwriting is so bad, but I hope you can read it. If I don't see you again in this earth, I will see you in heaven. I hope that you will stay in contact. So write to me. Here's my address. I will miss you. Anton. Next slide. This is Rebecca. And next one. Tobias. Hello, beloved of God and most dear brother. It has been such a good time having you here with us. I am just sorry that I haven't been able to see you more. There are so many things I feel like and I could and I want to tell you, but there is not enough time. Until we meet again, maybe in heaven, maybe before, may God bless you and may your thoughts of God, may the thoughts of God be the thoughts of yours. Hi there, brother. I'm so happy that you came here this week. I've been praying for a revival meeting or something that would make people see the love, peace, and joy and mercy of the Lord. This week, lots of people have made their minds and have chosen God. You are an important tool for God. Keep sharing the words of life. Thank you for everything that you've done here at Ecoby Home. Thank you so much for praying for Tobias tonight. I hope to see you again, again someday. Peace and God bless. Your sister in Christ, Rebecca. Next slide. (laughs) This is kind of a special one to me. This is actually one of the kids who was about nine. And her family did not come to the meetings until she went home and she repeated verbatim every single meeting over and over again. And they finally started coming to the last few. And here's what she wrote. This is Patty. This week has been great. But I think when you preach, it is too short. It was good that you came to Ekebi Home. I hope you will come again soon. P.S. I wish you were our pastor. From Patty. Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Verses 15 and 16. And someone read that. Romans chapter 12. Verses 15 and 16. So it says when people weep, what should we do? That's it. That's perfect. We should weep. And when people rejoice, to rejoice. Sounds very simple, doesn't it? 
But let me give you a practical example. When Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, what did Jesus know what he was going to do? What was, going to, what was he going to do? He was going to raise him. But did you know when he saw the other people weeping, what did he do? Well, you know, you can cheer up. I'm going to raise him from the dead right now. It's okay. Don't cry. Is that what Jesus said? Do you know what the shortest verse in the Bible is? Yes. But it's powerful. Because Jesus, though he was in full knowledge that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, he still wept. Isn't that profound? Now, would you cry if you knew that you were going to raise this guy from the dead? You might say, no, you should be happy. Watch this. (laughs) Right? But Jesus was one of us, wasn't he? He wept with those that wept. He rejoiced with those that rejoiced. That's how you can come close to people. That's how you can make a difference in their lives. Now this last one, I'm going to share with you, is a drawing. And it's scanned in, but I don't think I have it in there. This is drawn by one of the students. I don't know if some of you can see it. There's actually several little uh, pictures here. And each picture shows one of the talks. There's one here in the middle that says Peru. And uh, he's got a, a child here that has the two front teeth missing. Does anyone remember that one? Do you think this student was paying attention? I'd say they were. In fact, they write this. Hi, Tim. I like your preaching. You should be a pastor. Keep spreading the good news. Thank you for coming to Eckerby Home. This week has been the best week of my life. Liam. Next slide. This is Liam. Liam is eight. Now you tell me what's going on when an eight-year-old is paying attention in church this closely. The Holy Spirit is resting upon him. He's just a little guy. I can tell you that working for God is never boring. It keeps my experience fresh. And I can tell you that I have to confess that that non-denominational Christian that confronted me when I was in college was right. I can't have a Christian relationship with God without bringing others to Him. It's impossible to keep that relationship alive. I want to share with you in Mark chapter 4 and verse 8. Mark chapter 4 and verse 8. Does anyone remember what happened to the good seed? It fell on good ground and it grew up and it yielded one piece of fruit. Is that right? And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit and it sprang forth. What? Some 30, some 60, and some in 100. Now, what does the good seed represent? The seed. 
And when it, where is it planted? In the heart. Who? You. Jesus explains the ones by the wayside. The ones that the birds ate, right? The ones that the thorns choked. But the goodest seed is supposed to be who? Us, right? The ones that hear the Word of God and do it. Now, it's very interesting because it says they bring forth fruit. Some one, some three, some six. Is that what it says? Isn't that intriguing? That the words used are 30, 60, and 100. Do you realize what would happen if every Seventh-day Adventist would bring forth 30, 60, and 100? The work would be over in one generation. Do you realize that? Because imagine how many people are in our church. Worldwide. How many? Worldwide? Yeah, worldwide. 15 to 20 million. What's 20 million times 100? What is it? 20, 20 million times 100. Well, 20 million times 10 is 200 million. It's 2 billion. Do you realize that? 30, 60, 100. I'd like to challenge you with that. God didn't use 1, 2, and 3, did He? 30. How would you like to bring 30 people to Jesus Christ? Would it cause a thrill in your soul? Yes, it would. Do you know what I do when I feel down? (laughs) I read some letters. (laughs) Because I can see what God has done. And when He doesn't look real in my life, I know He's real in Liam's life. I know He's real in Patty's life, in Amelia's life, in Emmanuel's life, in the hundreds of young people that have been changed forever. And you know, when you get letters like that, you can't be sad. (laughs) You can't be sad. Because God makes you glad. I'm going to finish the story that I started earlier. I was on the plane. It was an airline steward named Charlie. Very little interaction with him. Do you want... Ice in your drink or not? What would you like? Apple juice. Okay. That was it. Right? The only thing I said to him was, thank you very much, sir. And he paused and said, you're welcome, sir. And as I was headed back to the back of the plane, just to use the bathroom, he stops me and he says, why are you so happy? And I tell him, because I'm a Christian. And I proceed to share and sit down with him And he doesn't say a word. Until at one point I was sharing with him that I studied with Baptists, Pentecostals, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons. And then finally in Russia, he's like, like, so? So? What happened? Which church did you join? I said, I became a Seventh-day Adventist. And I told him why. And I shared my testimony with him. And he said, my fiancé and I have been looking for a church to join. And I told him, well, I'm going to be doing some filming. He's like, I'd like 
you to keep in contact with me. He gave me his, gave me his card. And I got an email back from him because I sent him an email with a link to 3ABN. He had gotten online and read all about the Adventist church. He says, Tim, you're right. I like the Adventists. They're very upfront about what they believe from racism to Kosovo. And I don't know what touched him about that. Was it because this was a man who most people wouldn't show respect to? I don't know. Because I can tell you, he was surprised and shocked when I said, and thank you, sir. Because it seemed to touch a chord in his life. Charlie is not someone like the typical airline stewardess, the tall, model-like, good-looking female. He's a guy that's bald, he's short, and he's overweight. But I showed him respect as a sir. And I think that surprised him. He had been used to, I believe, being shunned by society or some sections of society. And he wrote back and said, I like the Adventist church and I'm very interested. We would like to look into becoming Seventh-day Adventists. He says, I'll be looking for your uh, presentation on 3ABN. Keep us posted. I'm going to share with you another letter I got. Have you ever seen those forwarded emails? <laughs> Who likes forwarded emails? <laughs> this wasn't a forwarded email. As frustrated as you might get about email, don't get rid of it, because this is an email that I got. Now, to give you some story about this, I saw this patient in 2005. Now, she did not have my email address. I don't give out my email address to my patients, typically. They're usually, it's usually very dangerous to do that in some cases. But what she ended up doing was that she went online to the hospital and looked up every doctor and found my last name. It's hard to hide a last name like Riesenberger. <laughs> this big Asian face smiling at you with a German name. You're not going to hide yourself with that name. So she's like, that was the doctor that took care of me. And what she did is she did a Google search with my last name. And she found the last week of prayer that I did with a picture of me. And she sent that school this email, and that school forwarded the email to me. Please give this to Dr. Riesenberger. I don't know if you remember me. I was 20. But I wanted to write to you to let you know how much you really did help me. On April 12, 2005, I was brought to your hospital by an ambulance. I came in on an intentional drug and alcohol overdose. At the time, I was just trying to end my life. I want to thank you for sharing Christ with me and comforting my mother with your kind words. I truly believe God is using you and used you that night to change my life forever. I would love to email you again and share the entire story. Love, Jenny. I'll tell you what I did. I remembered that patient. I remember coming into a room and seeing a young woman that was totally intoxicated, out of it, just glazed in her appearance. But behind that, I saw a beautiful young woman in the prime of life who had dropped out of school, who was trying to kill herself, who had thrown her life away, and it didn't have to be that way. 
And the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, this is such a waste. Talk to her. Pray with her. And I came up to her and I said, you know, I've given you the antidote for the stuff that you've taken. We're doing what we can and we're going to admit you to the hospital because you're trying to kill yourself. But it doesn't have to be this way. You're such a beautiful young person. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You've got your mother here. All of your friends were the ones that called 911. They care about you. They want to see you live and not throw your life away. But you know, God can help you do that. Would you like me to pray with you? She didn't say a word. She just went. And her mom was very open to do that. I prayed and spent all of five minutes with this young woman. That's all it was. But later when I got in contact with her, after I got this email, I of course found out where she was. I visited with her and her family. I didn't recognize her. She had gone back to school, stopped sleeping around, stopped the drinking, stopped the smoking, stopped the drugs, became a Christian, was converted, and was headed to become a teacher and to volunteer at orphanages for the rest of her life. And I couldn't believe it. In fact, I had to take one of her cousins and I said, what do you think about what's happened to your cousin? She said, it's a different person. She said, it's like a cloud was over her. And there was a glaze over her eyes. She's a different person. I hardly know her. But I like what I see. She wrote me this email after I visited. Tim, it was wonderful to see you again. Sorry it has taken me so long to respond to this email. I was extremely busy when my family and they, when they, my family came in town. Thank you for taking the time and coming and visiting and also taking us to lunch. I would love to write my testimony and send it in. Also, thank you for the book. I gave her steps to Christ, of course. <laughs> I know that God is really using you in your line of work. You really touched my life and I know that you are touching so many more. I would love it if you would keep me in your prayers and I will do the same for you. I hope you are having a good week and talk to you soon. Love, Jenny. Do you think when I go to work and I'm having a hard day and I'm tempted to feel after I see the fourth person who's trying to get narcotics out of me, after I see the fifth gangbanger, do you think I'm ever tempted to say, you know, what am I doing here? I can tell you I know exactly what I'm doing here. I know exactly what I'm doing in my job. And I know that it makes a difference. And I know that it changes people's lives because it's God, because it's Jesus Christ. And when you share Him, it doesn't matter if you spend five minutes sharing Him. It does make a difference. You may not know it. Did I know that I had impacted this girl's life? Not until almost two years later when I got the email and she was a different person. But the change was happening nonetheless. And I can assure you, if you make the commitment to serve God and to serve others, you will find the same. But you know, it's not just young people that will be affected. Oh, I did put it up there. I'm going to read to you the last letter I got from Sweden. (laughs) And here's what it says. Dear Tim, it has really been a wonderful week with you here at Ekebi Home. 
And I'm so thankful to God that so many of our students have made a decision to follow Jesus. You have not only reached the students during this week, but the Lord has spoken to me. And I have heard other grown-ups saying the same. So thanks to the Lord who gave you the thoughts you shared with us. You reminded us of the most important thing in our life is our relationship with Jesus. It gives us meaning, hope, and happiness, and we can look forward to eternal life with Jesus and with friends. God bless you, and remember that you are always welcome back to Ekebi Home and to my home in Stockholm. Best regards, Yvonne Lofgren, principal of Ekebi Home. Do you have the one from Andrew? Oh, it's okay. It's fine. I'm going to share with you some letters now from India. I just came back. This is Andrew. Dear Dr. Tim, first of all, I'd like to say a big thank you. I really like your preaching and you have really touched my heart and brought me closer to Jesus. You have given me hope and courage. You have brought me back home once again. And because of this, I feel like I am closer to God. I have strayed from Him, but I am back. I will always remember your preaching and the words that you have shared with us. If you want to have a dimple in your face, just smile. (laughs) I have seen Jesus on your face. Please come back and visit with us sometime. I hope you can always stay with us. I will miss you so much. Thank you coming back to our school. May God bless you abundantly. He will always be with you. You have really touched my heart through your sermons. Really, I can hear God calling me home and saying that I belong to Him. Please pray for us that we may be ready when Jesus comes, that Jesus will not have a, not be sad because we are not there. Tears filled my eyes when I heard your sermon. Oh, what a precious time we had in these last two days. I will never forget it in my life. I love you so much. Have a safe journey. Next picture. Some of these are a little mixed up with the pictures that I'm sharing with the kids. The one on the far left is the one I'm going to be reading about. It's Caleb. Hi, Dr. Tim. I am really happy that I'm coming closer to God because of your preaching. I am really happy that I know that I am God's child and I understand what this means by what you say. I want to be baptized now, so please pray for me. I love you so, so much. This is a guy. (laughs) I will not forget you, Dr. Tim. Pray for my family. I have an elder brother. I hope hope for them to come to Christ. And now he writes an acronym. T stands for truth and perfect. I, I love you, Tim. And M stands for your message was perfect. (laughs) I like your message. It's actually spelled M-A-S-S-A-G-E. Your massage. (laughs) So much. I didn't give anyone massages over there, though. Your smile always makes me happy. I pray that I will be able to be baptized. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. He quotes Philippians 2. Wherever you go and preach, may God be with you, Dr. Tim. I miss you so, so much, Dr. Tim. But I will meet you one day in heaven. Your friend, Caleb Sinu. Jesus loves you 
and me. <laughs> Next picture. Hey, Dr. Tim. I, am, I really want Jesus Christ in my heart, and I want to tell others about Him. I really thank you so much for your lovely message. It was so wonderful and a blessing to me. Doctor, I really want your prayers so that I can come to Jesus closely and be His best friend. Thank you for your hope and the comfort you have given me this week. I really like your sermons, and they are really very short and very nice. Thank you so much for your smile and everything with lots of love from Shampa. Shampa decided to be baptized. Next picture. This is actually the one on the far left from Julie. I actually got two letters from her. One when she was younger than this. And here's the picture. Dear Dr. Tim, love, love, love. From Julie, with lost of love. It's supposed to be lots. Rose is red. Sky is blue. Oh, my dear Dr. Tim, I love you so, 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 so very much. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, but you get points for freestyling. <laughs> dear my lovely Dr. Tim, how are you? And each word is like a different color. How are you? I think you are fine. I love you so very much. May God bless you and me. I pray for you and pray for me. Please try to come back. God works in your heart. God be with you when you are in trouble. I am trying to be good, but Satan is trying to be not good girl. Jesus love you and me. From Julie Nascar. I'm going to share with you a story of what happened to Julie and what she was talking about. Julie and her friend Simona actually decided to be baptized. And unfortunately, the devil began to harass these children. And I want you to understand that God will only work with us through our, our will, Right? We have to make a decision, right? God will never violate the power of choice. But I want to tell you right now, if you want the alternative, you want the second opinion, he could care less. Julie was six when the devil actually appeared to her. And I'll tell you the description the children brought to me, which is actually very similar to other people who are involved in the occult. It's as if I walked up to you, and you can see me, right, Robbie? What also do you see on the ground? A shadow. Now imagine me coming up to you, but with no me, just the shadow. It's about 14 feet tall that they describe, and there's a long shadow that comes up to them. And this shadow told Julie, which is on the far left, and Simona to come to the garbage. Now to give you an idea, the garbage is a 14-foot pit of compost that they have. And you go in there, and you don't come out. You see, Satan isn't interested in your will. He isn't interested in your choice. He harasses little children. And I called and I talked to them on the phone. I said, have you followed through with your decision to be baptized? They said, no, we haven't. I said, you need to. Only Jesus can protect you from the enemy. And once they had made that decision, they never saw Satan again on that campus. I praise the Lord for that. This is her second letter when she's a little older at this age. Dear Dr. Tim, I love you so very much. May God bless you. Thank you for your good message. I like it. It touched my heart. God be with you so much and work in your heart. To Dr. Tim from Julie. Next picture. Now this, I didn't have a letter from this little girl, but I wanted to share with you 
that this little girl was with me all the time. And her name was Among. And what do you think of when you say Hmong? I actually think of a Hmong bean. And so I called her. My little nickname was, Hello, my little Hmong bean. <laughs> so every time I had her, I would call her my little Hmong bean. And these are a couple pictures. Next one. Next one. Next one. Next one. She's about five. And at the end, when I passed out commitment cards, she turned a card in. And she signed it, Little Among Bean. Do you think I'm going to remember that little girl? I'll never forget her. Next slide. This is from Nandini. I'm going to share this letter. First of all, I would like to thank you so much for your wonderful message and your preaching. I liked it so much. I will never forget your message. And I will also never forget you and the love you have given me. Dr. Tim, the message that you have preached in church really touched my heart. And I want to be closer to Jesus. God has a special plan for your life and He has chosen you to preach to the world about Him. Dr. Tim, the message that you have showed me has really changed my heart. I want to follow Jesus. And I know that He loves me so much. And I know that you do too. And now I want to be baptized. So please pray for me that I can be a good girl. That I can follow Jesus no matter what happens in my life. Do you think she understood the messages? I think she did. That no matter what happens in my life, I will still follow Jesus all of my life, even to death. And I also pray that I can make my whole family Christian and also make them ready for His coming because I wanted them also to be in heaven with me, and I don't want them to be lost. So please pray that God will help me to do this and work for Him, and I know that God will surely do it for me. I think God has chosen you from your mother's womb to be one of His preachers, and I think God has chosen me too. But I think I am not ready to do His work, but someday I will surely be ready. So please pray that God will also use me. Dr. Tim, I know that He has a calling for your life, and He has a calling for me, but I cannot... But I, I want to hear His voice clearly. And I also pray that God will forgive my sins also because I am a sinner that He gave His life for in this world. I am sure that He will certainly forgive and use me for His work. And I also want to be His and to know that I am His and that He is mine. I will continue to work for Him and I know that He will richly bless you in everything. And please forgive me. My handwriting is so bad. From your beloved one, Rinku Naskar. <laughs> Have a safe journey. Next slide. This is Revity. Dear Dr. Tim, I enjoyed your messages. They are very good to me. God bless you wherever you go. I miss you so much. I love you so much. Please pray for me and I will also pray for you. I cried and prayed with my whole heart. I want to give my life to Jesus. Please try to come back to our school. I miss you. Your best friend, Revity. Next slide. Actually, I'm going to skip over those. There's too many letters to read. One more. 
One more. One more. Okay. Oh, dear Dr. Tim, I have really been blessed. I have never thought that I would see you again, but God has put me right in this place to meet you. I always like your smile. That's the one thing I've learned, to smile all the time. I believe your message was greatly touched to many of us, and you have given me great hope. To stand for Jesus no matter what happens. I want to go to Bangladesh and preach the gospel to my family members. Pray that I will get to go to my country, and I believe that I will meet you once again, if not somewhere in this earth and in heaven. Doctor, your last message about God was great, and your song was nice too. I like you so much, and I pray that you will keep winning souls for Christ. I will believe you have will, you will have lots of stars in your crown that there will be no place left. You have shown me a great light and brought me out of the darkness. Thank you so much for having love, and I love you too. May God bless you as you minister to this world and go with you wherever you go. Goodbye. Jesus is my Savior. I shall not be moved, is what she says. Next picture. This was one that I didn't get a letter from, but I'm going to share with you his story. His name was Paul. His actually Indian name was Nandaj. And he is this big. He is literally that tall. And they try to figure out what was wrong, and I don't know what it was. He had some sort of growth hormone issue. But he came up to me, and he would say, Why are you tall like Christmas? <laughs> and he meant to say, Why are you tall like a Christmas tree? But that was my name for the rest of the time. He would say, Christmas? God has really spoken to me through you. And he came with me all the way to the train station. Next slide. Next slide. Oh, go back one. I'll end with this one. Dear Dr. Tim, I am very happy that you came to our school that you have touched our lives so much. Especially, you have touched my life. Thank you so much, 18 so's, for your nice message. Please try to come back. And if you come back, I will be very happy. And I know that you are going to smile for me. And I know that if we don't meet each other on earth, I will meet you in heaven. Thank you so much for praying for me with lots of love from Sumona. Bye-bye. I have several dozen letters, and I couldn't read them all to you. But I hope you've understood why we as Christians don't succeed. We don't share. We don't win others to God. We let the hope that we have just stay in our hearts instead of it letting it shine, letting it go out to people around us. And it's not like I'm sharing something complicated or difficult. I'm just sharing with you things that have happened to me. Things that have touched my heart and my life. Lessons that God has shared with me. And I can tell you that everyone in this room has something that they can share, right? God has taught you. God has blessed you in some way. You can share it with someone. What I'm going to share with you is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 through 18 as we close. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. And I will go ahead and read that. Hebrews 2, 
For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, He also Himself likewise took part of the same, that through death He might destroy Him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily He took not on Him the nature of what? Angels. But He took on Him the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in how many things? All things. It behooved Him to be like unto who? His brethren, that He might be a faithful, merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the people, in that He Himself was what? Has suffered being tempted. He is able to help those that are tempted. Do you know why this makes a difference when I go to these countries? Because I'm just like you and them. I'm not anyone who's out of the ordinary. I'm just a human being, right? Jesus came as a man. That's why He can come close to us. He can understand us. He has suffered being tempted, right? So, I can tell you, if I was some amazing angelic being, what hope would that give anyone else? If I look at Jesus and He's way above me, what hope does that give for me? Jesus says, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Why would I be of good cheer if Jesus was someone different than me? Why would that cheer me up? Does that make sense? Yes, I am so amazing. I have never failed. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. How does that help you? But if Jesus takes the same nature and comes close to us and is one of us and He overcomes, why does that cheer you up? Because, you know, that's why people are cheered up when you give your testimony. That if God can do something in your life, what can He do? What? In their life. Because they can look at you and see, wow, this, this guy's like me. He's had struggles and temptations. He's gone through heartache, but he still smiles. And he still believes in God. I can tell you that if you came up to Jesus and pinched him, he was real. You could touch him. And that's what transforms people's lives. That they can look at you and what God has done for you and know that God can do something for them. You know, one of my favorite quotes from the Ministry of Healing is page 143. The Savior, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. How many methods? Christ's method alone. What was this method? I'll tell you. The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. Can you mingle over the telephone? Well, I mingled at the party for about 20 minutes. Where were you? Well, I was at home. How can you mingle? You have to be there, don't you? Did you mingle with the people in Romania? Yes, you did. Why? You were there. You were there. The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed His sympathy to them. He ministered to their needs and won their confidence. Then he bade them, follow me.
And you will find when you make the same invitation to others to save their souls, you will be saving your own also. Let's pray. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for this source of happiness that it comes from serving others. It comes from seeing others accept Jesus Christ and give their hearts to Him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the many precious young and older hearts that have come to Jesus through what you have done through me. And I pray that my friends here would see that the key to becoming and remaining Christian is to share, to share what God has done for them. And Lord Jesus, I pray that what has been done in Robbie's life and many other lives that I have shared with, to pray that God would let us touch some soul this day, would be fulfilled. And as we bring that soul to you, we would be comforted and know that we are really bringing our own soul as well. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was produced by Audioverse and Hope Media Ministry for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to listen to more great media like this presentation, or if you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. You can also find great witnessing media at audioverse.org and at hopevideo.com.